You're now listening to Empty Opinions with Eladi Polanco. All right, let's get back to freestyling, y'all. I said I was going to stop doing this. Don't know when that's going to happen. The beat is called The Baby Type Beat, Jumbo Jet, the baby instrumental produced by Anders C. Uh, I've already used one of his beats before. I don't remember if it was good or not. Who cares, you know? It's fine. All right, The Baby Type Beat. Jumbo Jet, you know that I'm about to go off. Whoa, I don't even know why these people are always talking crazy. Like, look at me. Don't you know I'm fucking nuts? Fucking nuts like the guy that is trying to get with that other guy. I'm not gonna say gay, cause that's a little. Oh, wait, what? I just got an email saying that I need to renew my FAFSA form? What the hell? That shit don't even make sense. I thought I filled that. Maybe that's for next year, well fuck that Why does this shit sound a little low? I don't know, it feels weird that I can hear the beat but not that loud enough Yes I'm loud enough I can talk through a crowd and they'll listen to me Cause my voice a little deep I think Is my voice deep? I don't know Some girls like that, others don't Yeah, I don't really care about what people think I'm just trying to do my thing I'm just trying to be successful in my own regard So that bitch don't play with me cause I'm a guard Yeah, in a guard I be a security Um, a security guard I just drank water, why does my mouth feel dry? I don't know, it doesn't even make sense what I'm saying I'm just trying to freestyle some bullshit in the beginning Cause you know I'm about to win this inning Like I'm playing baseball, you know I ain't strike out All these people always talking shit like I care Yeah, I don't care, yeah, yeah, I'm not weird Or corny, I'm gonna get to that in a second Cause I don't even know what corny means Some people call me corny doesn't even mean a thing I just look at them like, wait, how am I corny and you're not? Doesn't make sense to me. I just feel like I'm dope and honest. I don't know if I can even do more freestyles. That's going to be it for this <laughs> freestyle. That's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. No, I'm joking. That's it for these freestyle. But that is the beginning of this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. My name is Eladio Polanco, and this is a podcast where I aim to enlighten and entertain by giving you a bunch of perspectives from all kinds of places around the world. That was almost a good intro, except it didn't really make sense. I need like an actual intro. I don't know if I'm going to have to write it down and memorize it the same way I open up like, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. My name is Eladio Polanco and blah, blah, blah. So now at that point, it's supposed to be like what the podcast is about, but that's supposed to be like the part in podcast intros where you say, oh, this is what this podcast is about. Um, but this podcast is about a lot of different things, so that's why it's kind of hard for me to decipher or to, you know, quickly explain what it is about. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but I mean, yeah, that's, um, <laughs> I guess that was a pretty good introduction. I'm not sure still, I don't know what I'm, I'm going to have to do to 
give a concise explanation of this podcast. Look, the podcast is called Empty Opinions with Eladio Polanco. It's called Empty Opinions because I like to give my opinions in a bunch of things and I may or may not be educated more, more than 50% of the time, more than 90% of the time, you know? Like, I would just talk about anything and everything that comes to my mind and, you know, try to get to the bottom of certain things. I have guests of all kinds of, they have all kinds of weird perspectives, all with friends or teachers or anybody who would like to do the episode with me would do the episode we will it was it will sit down right there the person um he she or they don't forget they it's in a dictionary now i just learned um and then we just talk about whatever i mean if i have a guest we would just talk about whatever the guests like talk about the guest lives and try to find the interesting things about them and just open up a larger conversation about that this is really just me recording and uh immortalizing I think that's what it says. That's what the word, you know, immortalizing these conversations that I would have regardless of if I had this podcast or not. So that's what the whole point of this podcast is. That was a very long introduction, way too long, if I may say so myself. Um, so, yeah, that's the intro. And now, you know, for this episode, you know, just talk about eight topics. Last episode, I tried 10 topics. Noticed that, you know, that was too many. So I brought it down to eight so now it's gonna be every time it's just me. I'm gonna run down through through eight topics that I wanted to that I want to talk about and give my opinions on. It could be pop culture. It could be things that I've noticed in my life. It could just be random, you know, random thoughts that come to my head that I don't put on Twitter because I know better now. Um, yeah, Twitter. That's gonna be a topic soon. Twitter is a platform, you know. That I, I definitely want to talk about Twitter sometime. Um, but no, the, yeah, that's, uh, that's enough of the preamble for this episode. Let me talk, let me start, um, the episode. What do I want to talk about? Oh, yes. I know what I want to talk about. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, I do know. Let me drink some water. I said I wasn't going to drink any water. Yeah, whatever. I can't even reach it. I'm not about to be stressing over that. The first thing I want to talk about is Summer Walker in London on the track. Yes, the one of the power couples of R and B <laughs> hip hop culture. <laughs> Not really, uh, but yeah, they're they're a pretty famous couple. Summer Walker, she's recently had that album. Uh, what the hell is that uh, album called? Over it? I think it's called Over It. I don't know. She just put out a recent new album, and that kind of catapulted her to a new level in terms of her R and B uh, artist stature. Uh, she's a big R&B artist now, and she recently started dating London on a track who produced or co-produced most of the songs on this album, right? So, and then they were together, so that would make sense, right? Like, let's unite, let's join forces, we're, to, we're a couple now, let's join forces, right? And here's the thing that happened, and I was about to go on this whole thing because I had learned the news that apparently Summer Walker broke up with London on a track, Right? And I was going to talk about all this shit like, wow, do you see how women are? She just he just used her. She just used them. Actually, she just used them to get them to produce the whole album. She got what she wanted and she dipped. Right. Like I was about to say all that. Uh, but now just recently read news that Summer Walker and London the Track got back together. Apparently it was a 10 minute breakup. However, the website that I just researched that on said, but yeah, so apparently they're back together. I had no idea. Um, but so I guess that kind of nullifies whatever the fuck I was going to talk about with them two. But I guess this moves the conversation to another thing. 
with Summer Walker and London on the track, right? Together uh, as a couple. I think in now, like, Summer Walker becoming super famous, super popular. Drake is DMing her on Instagram. People are, like, quoting her album nonstop. It was, like, an event when her album dropped for a lot of, uh, a lot of chicks on Twitter and Instagram for a lot of for a lot of women, yeah, that was like a big deal. So she is going up there. I think this was at like similar to the SZA album when it dropped. They like it was a breakthrough album for her. It's the same thing happening with Summer Walker, right? So and now she's very popular, like I said. And now a lot of guys are trying to go after Summer Walker, but she's in a relationship now, you know, for, with London on the track. Even though they broke up for ten minutes, they're right back together again. And here's what I want to talk about with that. Like, I have a feeling, right? So Summer on a, Summer Walker, London on the track, got together before her big breakthrough. That was this album, right? Because I could tell people were like, some people were listening to Summer Walker. She had some albums, so but she wasn't as known as she eventually got when the album dropped, and it was kind of weird. I remember when I was seeing like the countdown to her album, let's say on Twitter, people were like anticipating the album, and then and I was like, wait. Did this many people like Summer Walker in the first place? I had no idea people were even listening to her like that. And then the Friday comes that the album drops and then everybody's reciting her lyrics and like posting those lyrics on Twitter and, and Instagram and quoting her and all that. And I'm like, wait, what? She's that big? And I think it's just the album was a breakthrough. And it was her first album before she had done like a couple of EPs and short things, you know, short albums, more like you know, more. Um, I don't know. Different kind of R&B than the album was. The album was way more like modern R&B music, right? So what I'm trying to say with all that is that Summer Walker got with London on the track. Um, and now, and they're together before she broke through. And now she has broken through. And everybody not only knows her, but a lot of the major, major people in the industry, in the music industry... Are thirsting after her, mainly Drake. You you saw Drake's DMs if you didn't. This man sent her like 20 emojis. Like it was wild. Uh but yeah, so if people like Drake are DMing Summer Walker, right? Now that so meaning that she's like that big now and guys are really after her and she's in a relationship. I don't want to be a pessimist, but I do feel like this relationship with London on the track is not going to go on for long. And I think he knows that because apparently I saw, so they broke up, right? And I saw that. I was like, oh man, that's crazy. And then I saw London on the track posting something like, I'm not going to let you walk away. I'm going to chase after you or something, right? And they got back together. So I guess it worked. But yeah, that's smart of London on the track to not let her go, to try to do whatever you can, as much as you can, to try to keep her because. I, you know, if I'm being honest, I think those days are numbered. Like, there's no way she doesn't leave London on the track, who's, you know, not that popular of a producer, right? It's not like Metro Boomin or like Take Keith, or actually might be on the same level as Take Keith, but it's not like Metro Booming type of fame. Like, London on the track, people know the tag because it's been in a lot of popular music, but he's not that known of a person. I, th I don't think most people even know what he looks like, honestly. Right. So then you hear that he's with Summer Walker and you're just like, OK, uh, right. I mean, you don't expect it. You don't think that's like the perfect match. It's And, and I feel the same thing about uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Moneybag Yo. I don't think Moneybag Yo is nearly even close to the same level that Meg is. But that's another conversation for another episode. But all I'm trying to say is that, you know, 
I don't see this relationship lasting because Summer Walker is so big now and there's so many big artists lusting after her that, you know, I don't think Summer Walker will be able to help herself and, you know, you know, try, you know, experimenting and seeing what's out there for her and just enjoying her her fame. And that's not something bad, honestly. That's not... You know, I don't think that's necessarily bad. Like, I will, f I think a lot of guys, let's say, like, it was London, London on the track that, for some reason, became super popular. I think he would definitely leave his girl to go and, you know, experiment and, you know, try out his fame. I think a lot of people who get famous do that. Uh, so, I'm not shaming Summer Walker for doing this. Uh, but I'm just saying it's interesting that I, ju I just feel like it's probably going to happen. At some point, like in the next month, that they're going to break up. Because there's just too much happening in Summer Walker's world that would uh, interest her in trying out the single life. Uh, more than it, how, I don't know how much she loves London on the track. I don't think, I don't think they've been together for that long. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a breakup. I'm going to look up how old Summer Walker is. And she's 23. She's very young. She's 1,000% is going to try... She, she's not going to want to be in a relationship right now. She's very young. She's out here, you know, having the number one R&B album of, in Billboard, I think it was. Like, selling like 150,000 albums. Uh, stream, whatever the fuck the term is. Like, she sold 150,000 albums. Uh, that, that's what it was. You know, if you count streaming, I guess they do some weird algorithm algorithm that count, that, you know, converts the streams into album sales. I don't know how the fuck that works. All I know is that she's very popular right now. It is going to want to, you know, get a taste of what that fame is giving her in terms, at least when it comes to men, because I can guarantee you there's a lot of big, big artists, guys that are, you know, knocking at her door, DMing her just like Drake was. Um, yeah, so that's that. That's all I wanted to talk about with the Summer Walker in London on the track drama that's happening. I told you guys, this is the Gossip Podcast. I never said that. This is the first time I'm saying this is a gossip podcast, but it might be. Uh, I just think it's interesting what's going on between Summer Walker and London on the track. Um, interesting, interesting. I find all kinds of relationship shit interesting in case you may have not known that from, what, the last 31 episodes that I've done talking about it. But, you know, in case you needed me to tell you that, yes, I do find all that shit interesting. All right, moving on to the next topic. I want to talk about my closest experience that I've had to racism. And the, the reason I say close is because I have yet to experience, you know, any type of racism here in the United States ever since I moved in 2011, which is weird, right? But I think it also has to do with the fact that I live in Philadelphia and I've lived, you know, minority places um, uh, ever since I moved here to Philly. Philly is a very diverse city. It's like almost as diverse as New York, right? So it's not like it's common for people to experience race, experience racism in this, in this city. But some people have. I've talked to friends. I think the episode with Dante, I think episode nine, I talked to him about it. He said he did. He experienced racism. So it's interesting. I've never experienced it, but I think I found the closest thing, the closest thing to it. And is when I use Tinder. It's part of the reason why I'm not even using it anymore. Because if you think about it, Tinder is really for white people. You know, it's you open Tinder, you go through Tinder, you see the top choices, the top, the, you know, the, the 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 most precious people on Tinder for you to match with. And they're all white. Every single one is white. Like it, there might be like one or two black girls, you know, that are like top choices or like Hispanic girls. But most of the time they're all white. Tinder 
especially here in Philadelphia, is for fucking white people. Like, I can't believe how many white people, how many white women I keep ma- not matching, obviously. It's part of the reason why I'm going to talk about this. Uh, definitely not matching with these white women. But just how many white women there are in Tinder. It's really just a white app, right? And I'm slowly realizing that that is the closest thing I'll get, at least, you know, so far in Philadelphia. That's the closest I get to racism. Just swiping right in all these white women and not a single one matching with me. I think I've had a couple matches, but honestly, I think they were by accident. I think I talked to you guys about the that story of me matching with a girl in my class and she was white. Um, and her kind of ignoring me and then never responding to my message on Tinder. I think that was for sure an accident. There's no way she really matched with me. Um, but it was weird. But yeah, like, is Tinder is really an app for white people? It's really nuts to me how apparent it is. And for some reason, I didn't really realize it for a while because it was just fun to swipe right on white women with the hope that I will match with one. But no, I have not matched with one white girl. And I don't think it's going to happen, really. That's probably why I deleted Tinder. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's necessarily racist, right? But it's kind of interesting how I cannot match with one fucking white girl. (laughs) I cannot match with one white girl on Tinder, right? But then you see all these average-looking white guys. And I'm average-looking. Nothing wrong with average-looking, right? But all, all things being fair, they're white, and I'm Dominican. I'm a person of color, obviously, from just how I look. And I cannot match with one white girl, but all these average-looking white guys are matching with a lot of these average-looking white girls. I can't even match with average-looking white girls. And trust me, at first, I was not swiping right on average-looking white girls. But then I got to a point where like I got beaten into submission. Like, fuck it. I'll take an average white girl. And even then, I'm not matching with them. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not saying this is racist. I'm just saying it's interesting that these white women do not want to match with people who aren't white. They want to stick together. Maybe it's racism. Maybe it's, you know, that's just their preference. You know, and I've talked about that. There's an interesting thing right there with preferences, racism, that I could talk about in another episode. But... It's it's interest it's it's really the closest thing I can get to racism. Like I can't understand why I cannot match with even like semi ugly looking white girls that I'm not a I'm not a I'm not <laughs> I'm not proud that I swipe right on them and I still didn't match. It's wild. All I can match with on Tinder are fat black girls. That's it. That's the only those are the only people on Tinder that like me or like some Hispanic girls. Um, that one Dominican girl that um, you know, stood me up. I'm never getting over that. But it's just interesting, right? Like, it's just interesting how Tinder works. And I think that's why I need to stop using it. Because it's really just an app for white people to find each other. For average-looking white people to get matched with each other. Or tall, more like, more than, I mean, most of the time there's a lot of tall white women in there, too. So, they probably see that I'm 5'5", because it's on my bio. I don't want to catfish anybody. And they're like, nope, you know. So being short in the in a minority is definitely not helping me, at least in Tinder, because again, it's for white women uh, and white guys. That's it. That's what. That's all I wanted to talk about. How Tinder is really just for white people, and I should probably not use it, and I have stopped using it. But every once in a while, I decide hey, I'm bored. Let me try it, and then I get real. It reminds me again. Oh wait, yeah, this is all for just for white people. I feel excluded and i never feel that way in real life because i'm so surrounded by a lot of diverse 
people, like black people, Hispanics, Asians, you know, all those kind of people. But on, on Tinder, it's like strict, it's strictly white. It's interesting, but yeah, that's a, that's uh, what I've noticed with Tinder. Um, and that's uh, whoa, hey, there's another topic right here that I can segue perfectly into this one. So again, I was talking about white women on Tinder, right? How I cannot match with one of, any one of them. Now I want to talk about white women on Temple campus, and Temple is the college that I go to. And you guessed it, there's a lot of white women, more specifically, a lot of beautiful white women. And it kind of makes me mad. It kind of feeds itself into my need to want to use Tinder again, even though I know Tinder is for white women that just want to be with white guys, right? That's what Tinder's for. And but and I realize that and delete Tinder and then I go to campus and every like two minutes I see a beautiful white girl that I'm like, fuck, why can't I be with a white girl? Oh shit. Why can't I be with a white girl? And then I realize, oh, it's because white girls don't want to be with anybody besides white guys. Again, I realize that in real life as well. That's why I don't even try to talk to these women. That's not necessarily true. It's mostly because I'm, you know, scared of talking to a lot of these women. But, and that's another thing. When are you supposed to, like, you know, flirt with white, not (laughs) not just white women, but with women in general, right? Like, at what point am I supposed to, like, when is it appropriate? Like, we did, I did a whole episode talking about when is it appropriate. And for some reason, I couldn't think of all the different scenarios that I go through on a daily basis to talk about with America about it. But it's like, like... You know, like I see them walking to campus, like walking, you know, to their classes, or whatever. Is that a good time to approach a girl and start flirting with them? Is it? I don't think it is. I will feel like I'm intruding. The same thing when they're on, uh, 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 in the cafeteria with their headphones on, probably watching a show or something, or doing homework. Who knows? Eating, sitting up, sitting by themselves. I just feel weird going up to them and trying to flirt with them because if you think about it like how would you feel right let's say i'm gonna put it in my in my perspective like i would feel so annoyed right if somebody came up to me and they started trying to flirt with me like a girl and i'm like trying to watch mr robot season four the last season amazing season so far uh the last episode was okay but anyways like i'm trying to watch mr robot right and this this lady comes up to me to try to like flirt with me Right. Like, how would you feel? And I realized and this is probably how they feel. It really depends on how attractive that woman finds you. So if I go up to a woman, right, and they're watching a show and I start like flirting with them, if they find me attractive, they are probably not going to be annoyed by it. And that's the same thing with me. If this beautiful, beautiful woman comes up to you, starts like trying to flirt with me. Fuck Mr. Robot. I don't care. But if it's an ugly woman or a woman that I don't find attractive, I'm going to be like, Nah, I'm good. I don't need to, you know, I'm trying to watch Mr. Robot. Leave me alone. And that's probably how they would feel, right? And again, this loops back to I see a lot of beautiful women on on uh, campus in the cafeteria that I want to go up to talk to them. But I just feel this weird thing of like they're white and they don't want to be with anybody besides white guys. And I don't know if that's racist. I don't think that's necessarily racist. That's just a preference. But it's weird that that's kind of what I'm attracted to. And I have to deal with this dilemma of like, well, they don't want to date a, a, a short minority guy. You know, they want to date their regular, regular height looking white guys. Right. That's what they want. So this is interesting. This is all I think the last three topics 
connect well his last two but they all talked about a lot of different stuff they all kind of connect to each other it comes down to preference and who that what people like versus what they don't like and how they could tolerate certain things based off if they like what they're looking at versus if they don't so this is a weird dilemma that i have and i don't know how i'm gonna deal with it especially with all these beautiful white women I walk in on campus every day that I have to look at. And there's like, when I tell you I see different, it's like not only is it beautiful white women every two minutes, is is different beautiful white women every two minutes. It's like incredible. Um, but deep down inside, I just feel like, yeah, they don't want to be with a minority short guy. I mean, who knows? Maybe they will. But maybe that's just my insecurity talking. But that's just something that I've noticed. Um, yeah. That's all, that's all, um, <laughs> all the white women related topics all in one. If you wanted to know what I thought about white women. All right. Now moving on. I want to talk about something that I'm starting to realize I want to implement more in my life. I think that's where I'm going to end up heading as my personality is. And, I, and as I become more of who I want to be in life. Honesty is probably my favorite thing to do. I think it's the best policy. Like you've heard that phrase, honesty is the best policy. I think it's right. I I think it always leads to the best thing, even even though you might not like what comes of it. I think it's good for the it's better for the future. Like it ends up being for the betterment of not only you but the person you're being honest with. And this isn't saying that you have to be mean to anybody. I think it just means you should be straightforward and honest. Like um, I don't know if you, I haven't updated you guys, but the girl I talked to, uh, I think two episodes ago was CD episode 29. I think women are crazy. That episode, that girl that I was talking about, uh, who, you know, uh, you know, didn't text me for a whole weekend. And that was like a whole thing. Um, at this point we're all good, but the, the but here's what happened. We, I actually, I was like, all right, I just need to be honest, you know, like I, I, I'm done with the games. I just need to be an honest person and tell this person how I feel. And I told her how I felt. This was before the last episode came out. So it's not like she heard it from the podcast first, but I told her everything how I felt. And then we kind of talked all about it. And we came to the conclusion that she doesn't want to be with anybody as of now. Right. Or at least not me, you know, uh, and I was like, great. And it all came from me being honest and it saved so much trouble and anxiety and just, you know, being in limbo and not knowing what's happening. Like it saved all of that just be being honest. And I realized, yeah, that's just how I'm going to try to be from now on. And even if um, and that's always how I've liked to be, but I've always been stopped. They're like, you can't be so straightforward. You can't be honest mainly from like my sister, like, you cannot say that. What do you mean? That's weird. You can't be honest. You got to play the games. No, I'm not playing no games anymore, man. I'm tired of that. You know, now I'm just going to be honest and I'm only going to get more honest from here on out. Like as I grow older, like I'm just going to try to be as honest as possible. And I love honesty because there's no time wasted. Everybody's on the right page. Everybody knows what they want. It's like all good. So I, I just love, I just wanted to talk about why I love honesty. And I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, to the past episodes, you would know I'm a very honest person. Just from everything that I talk about, I'm very transparent, very honest. And I just feel like you release this weird weight of my shoulders when I be honest and talk about certain things. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. Oh man, my throat is so dry. Let me get, now I definitely need to get some water. 
Let me drink some water. Are you guys ready for some ASMR? I hope you are. Mm. Sweet, sweet ASMR. I bet you guys love that, right? Uh, 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 you probably guys did love that. Um, all right. What else I want to talk about? like four more topics well how many how long have i been recording for 30 minutes yeah that's about right all right what else am i going to talk about what else do i want to do i want to discuss um oh i guess this can this goes kind of hand in hand with the honesty thing i want to talk about how you know last two episodes ago in episode 29 i talked about how women are so crazy and complicated and you never really know what they want or what they're thinking it's like ridiculous how hard it is to decipher a woman's brain Ugh, excuse me oh jeez oh no I'm trying to burp but i can't it's like stuck in my throat oh whatever all right so yeah that's how i say that's how i oh jesus christ now i can't even talk what's going on with me hold on sorry guys let me uh it's like I have mucus in the back of my throat. It's I'm a mess. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting sick. That's probably what it is. But um, was it? What was I saying? No. Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with me? I feel weird. It's like some in the fucking back of my throat. That's annoying. Hold on. Let me drink a little bit more water. Um. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Ugh. Ugh. All right. I think that fucking peaked the mic. I'm sorry, guys, if you're listening. I try to be as far away from the microphone as I could. Um, so I'm sorry for that. But I was saying, right, the kind of this topic that I'm going to talk about now kind of connects to the being honest thing. And it kind of goes to, like I said, in episode 21, I was talking about how women are so crazy and you never know what they're thinking, right? Um, now I want to talk about the other side of that, which is guys and how they are so so simple like guys are really really simple here's the thing guys are so simple that women think we're complicated that's how simple we are think about that like women are actually complicated they have this weird way of thinking about everything and they try to project that onto guys when in reality we're very very simple right like everything we do is for a reason there's a clear reason behind it if you even overthink a little bit you'll get to it like you just think about why is he doing that is because of this it's very simple we don't really try to be sneaky in whatever we do we're very simple and one of the reasons guys are simple uh, i'm gonna talk about myself because guess what this is my podcast i'm always talking about myself is that this thing of like i hate like here's my personal experience right so i hate text i really do i do not like texting if you are friends if you're a friend of mine you would know that i hate texting i don't really text anybody you know, unless I need to, unless I'm asking for something, you know, or unless it's like your birthday, let's say, whatever. If there's a reason for me to text you, I will text you. But if there's not, I don't really text, right? So if I am a guy, right? I'm, well, I am a guy, but I'm saying if I start texting this girl, right? Let's say you, the listener, you're a girl, right? And I'm texting you. And it's very constant. And it's like we just kind of met each other and I'm like texting back and forth, like trying to keep a conversation going. You know, for a while, for like a week, let's say, you know, keep going back to that example. But, you know, keep texting you for a week. I just want to 
say that I am not doing that because I want to be friends. That's not the reason why. And this goes to the thing of guys being simple. Ladies, if there's a guy that keeps texting you back and forth, keeps texting you, wants to have a conversation, you know, wants to keep talking to you, it's not because they want to be friends. Unless you guys are already friends, which is different. But if you guys are just starting to get each other, to get to know each other, and these guys like texting you pretty constantly, consistently, he likes you. Right? Like, it's clear as day. That's definitely the case with me. Like, if I'm texting a girl, it's not because I want to be friends. It's because I like her. It's because I like you. Let's say you the girl. Uh, you the listener girl. What's that? You say you're not a girl? Doesn't matter. I'm using this as an example. So, if I'm texting you, it's because I like you and I wanted to get to another place besides a friendship, right? Like, I'm not just texting to have fun texting. Like, that's not me. I don't text just a text. There's a reason why I text. And, you know, usually you can tell what the reason is by how much I text you. Like, if I text somebody for like a little bit and then stop, it's because I wanted to talk about that specific thing and that's it, right? I wanted to say happy birthday. I wanted to ask you if you could do this. I wanted to ask you about if you know about this. That's it. That's the only reason I ask. But if I'm texting you just in general interest, just having a general conversation over text, it's not because I enjoy that. It's because I want to get to know you because I feel like that's going to lead to something else. That's why I'm texting you. So if anybody was confused by that, and I feel like I'm not the only guy who's that that's the case for, there's other guys that will text you uh, for a while. Uh, and ladies, if you're listening to this, just know that he's not texting you because he doesn't, uh, because he just wants to text. There's a reason why. And, you know, you can figure out what exactly is the reason just from how much he texts you, what exactly he's texting you about. You know, where the conversations usually lead. You can tell all that. It's Guys are simple. You can just read into that and you can figure it all out. Um, yeah, just want to talk about how simple guys are. Now, moving into some music recently that came out, right? I wanted to talk about that new, like, X song and how, like, not good it is and how weird it is and they're still putting music out. But whatever. Um... I won't talk about that because, you know, I've already talked about that uh, and it just feels weird. To me, it just feels weird. But whatever. That's another thing. I wanted to talk about Frank Ocean's new song, DHL, that recently came out. And Frank Ocean, you know, he's one of the most mysterious artists out there. One of the most hyped artists. One of the most cult followings uh, that he's that any artist could have ha- uh, follows him. You know, Frank Ocean, very mysterious. Everybody loves his music. They think he's a musical genius. He recently put out a song called DHL. Uh, very anticipated, and um, there's theories that this might be just a single for the album, uh, and it's possible. I could believe those theories, but I just wanted to talk about this song because it's not good. It's not a good song. It's it's actually kind of trash. Who's calling? Fucking spam. That way, spam or scam? I don't know. They're the same shit to me. What? All right, moving on. Let me let me backtrack again. This new Frank Ocean song is not good. Uh, DHL, that's a new song he's put out. It's not good at all. It's like, you know, I gave it the benefit of listening to it twice. Because I'm like, let me see, did I miss something? Is there, is there something, some deep thing about this? But it's really just a very basic ass beat. And him just kind of rapping over it for like four minutes. It was weird. And not weird in a good way. Which a lot of his songs are. 
this was just weird in a bad way. It's like it didn't make sense. It wasn't enjoyable. At the end of the day, it was not enjoyable. Not even in an artsy fartsy way that most of his songs are. Just not enjoyable whatsoever. It was kind of weird, honestly. Like I really didn't like it. It, it, it was weird that song and it's not a bad song it's just not a song <laughs> that you should probably put out if your fans have been waiting for what two years for you to drop some music yeah it's not it wasn't that good i'm sorry if anybody's a frank ocean fan i just had to say that because it's really not uh not good i didn't like it at all um just wanted that was some some music topic that i wanted to touch on now Hmm, this is an interesting question, and I don't really have an answer for this, so I don't even know why it's a topic. But I want to talk about what makes someone corny. Like, recently I've been thinking a lot about if I myself am corny or not. Uh, and then, you know, I actually put a poll on Instagram, like, yo, y'all think I'm corny? And like seven people voted, and I think two of those people don't even know me and said yes. And I'm like, eh. And somebody who voted on the poll that said I was corny, who I haven't talked to in like six years. I was like, well, not six years, five years. Definitely in like five years, haven't talked to this person and, you know, saying that I'm corny. I was like, really? What What the fuck? What, what about <laughs> what about the last time since we talked, you think we're corny? Or maybe she's looking at my Instagram. Then what about my Instagram is corny? I don't know. But I just wanted to post this question because I have no idea what makes someone corny. I really don't. Is it... Is it when they, I, here's what I think makes someone corny. I think someone's corny when they act like someone they're not. I think that's the number one thing that makes someone corny to me. If you are acting like someone you're not and like, you know, it's, and it's kind of obvious that you're being fake. That's not really your personality. You don't really behave like this. You're just trying to be cool around the people you're around. I, I think that's the corniest thing of all. Or like. Yeah, that's one of the things that I think makes someone corny. Another thing, and I don't know, I can't even describe exactly what it is, but there's definitely certain people that I've met that I'm like, that person's just corny. It's kind, it's kind of like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. They give a vibe of like, yo, you're corny, and it feels like it's. I think it has to do with them not being confident in themselves. Right. And I'm not the most confident person in the world. I'm pretty insecure sometimes, but it just feels like some people are corny when they're not really confident. But maybe they put a, an air of, of confidence or like act a certain way. I don't know exactly what it is, but I just know for sure I find someone corny who's fake and acts different around different people and doesn't have a real personality. I think that's what makes someone corny. So when people call me corny, I'm like, what the fuck makes me corny? What's what, what do you think is corny? That would apply to me. I don't know. I honestly don't feel like I'm corny, but you know that's my perspective. Obviously, if it's if I find being corny bad, I'm sure some I'm not gonna believe that I'm corny. Although that's not true. I'm pretty I'm pretty self aware when it comes to a lot of those things. Like I know I can be pretty insecure uh, about certain things, and I talk about that. But I don't know. I don't see how I'm corny. But I don't know. Maybe I'll just ask. You know, I'll just DM that person at voted I was corny who I haven't talked to him for years, five years. What makes me corny? <laughs> but I've been thinking about that. I don't even know why I put that question as a poll. Like, yeah, I think I'm corny because, like, I was bound to get a couple of people to say I was corny. And there were a couple, of pe a, a couple of people who I think said that just to be funny. But I'm not even sure. I don't know. That was just a weird question to ask because now I'm like, that's, that's not all I can think about. But I'm like, huh. What makes me corny? Now I'm, now I'm kind of curious about that. 
All right. Um, oh, and now we're at the last topic. Oh, my gosh. Can you guys believe that? This episode flew by. Me drinking water, yelling, you know, slowly getting sicker and sicker. My throat, you know, getting drier and drier. Talking about that, let me drink a little bit more water and enjoy a little bit more. Uh, what the fuck is that term? Uh, fuck, why can't I remember? Uh, SMR, MR, Jesus, ASMR. There we go. Enjoy some more ASMR. I don't know why my throat is getting so dry. It really might be because I'm getting sick. That would, that would uh probably make sense. Um, yes. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about, you know, I think I could talk about this for a while, but I guess this is just how I'm gonna end this episode. It's a pretty good topic. Uh, I don't know why I'm saving it for last, but I am. The w- <laughs> all right. Let's talk about this. The word. Bitch, the word bitch, right? Recently, I got a little bit of um, there were some people that were mad at me, uh, using the word bitch, right? In the two episodes ago, um, because I was letting it fly pretty, pretty, you know, <laughs> pretty uh, liberally, pretty fucking. I was, I was using that word like it was nothing, I was just dropping the B word around and all that. This person texted me, it was like, I don't appreciate you saying the B word. I think that's disrespectful to women and disrespectful to me. So you probably shouldn't say the B word, right? And I was thinking like, I explain myself kind of simply like, oh, this is why I was doing it. But, you know, I'll stop if you think it's disrespectful. Um, so now I want to think about, you know, I want to talk about the word bitch and why people find it disrespectful. And who can say it? Because I feel like there's certain people who can say that word that people would not get mad at. I think, and maybe that has to do with, um, maybe I'm being insecure in this aspect, but I do think like, you know, let's say rappers, you know, cool black guys, I feel like can say the word bitch in a very funny and, and loose way. And nobody would give a fuck that they're saying it. There's so many people that say the word bitch, you know, just in a regular conversation and nobody ever complains about that. Nobody thinks it's disrespectful. It's just like a a fun word, but you know, I say it and people think I'm being disrespectful and like take it seriously. So I just want to think about like exactly what it is about the word bitch that's that's disrespectful. Because if you think about it, I feel like there's alternative words for guys that you can call a guy. They might be like the, the, the equivalent of the word bitch to a guy, right? Like douchebag, asshole. Um, well, what else? What other words? Like, like, uh, uh, yeah. Douchebag. I said, uh, fuck boy. That's definitely one. I think fuck boy is like the equivalent of uh bitch. And you know, guys don't get offended when anybody causes that, right? Cause a fuck boy all you want, but you, Sometimes, but I guess you can't say the word bitch. And it's just interesting because I feel like also, as I explained to this person when I was talking to them, I think the word bitch is like, if you use it in the right moment, it can be a very funny word, right? Um, But if you use it, so I think it depends on context because then if you use it in a certain other context, it can be disrespectful. Obviously, and I'm not even talking about the guys who are obviously doing it to hurt women, like the, the girlfriend being abusive. You're a fucking bitch. Right. Like 
come on, that's obviously wrong. Nobody should say that. But if I'm trying to be funny, making a joke, and be like, or when I say these bitches is crazy, right? Like, I feel like the context of that is so not disrespectful that I don't see a problem with it. But again, some people do see a problem with me saying bitch. And I'm actually going to try not to say it as much because um, I understand how the word could be, you know, disrespectful. And also, it's like it's only recently that for some reason it's becoming more and more comfortable for me to say it. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just hanging out. With uh, my friend CD. <laughs> I don't want to blame it on him. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like hanging out with, like, guys. You know, not, I'm not going to say toxic, but just hanging out with the boys. Like, it has made me more comfortable in saying that word. And it's gotten to the point that it's like, now I find it kind of fun to say it. And now is when I have to, like, reevaluate myself and be like, all right, should I be <laughs> should I be saying this word? I don't know if this is the best word. Um I could be saying right now, it's not, it's kind of, it, I can understand how it's seen as disrespectful, but I really don't mean it in any type of disrespect. And I would never call a woman directly that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to try on that. I'm going to think about more about that word bitch in general. I'm going to talk to other people about it, see what they think. Uh, but that's my conclusion for now. And that's my conclusion for this episode. Beautiful outro, Eladio. Thank you, Eladio. I appreciate you saying that, Eladio. That's me talking to myself. Um, yeah, that's the end of this episode. Uh, the way we end every episode is with a segment we like to call, or I like to call. I don't know why I keep saying we. It's because people like people say we, you know, in a formal sense when they're like like a company or like a business. It's like we at we at uh. <laughs> uh we at all say believe this and that and it's like we keep referring to yourselves as we when i mean this podcast is really just me so i should say i but i don't know for some reason i want to say we so i'll keep saying we we at this podcast the way we end every episode is by the segment we like to call the ox and this is the segment where we like to play our favorite songs that we've been listening to um and that's how we close out the episode with this episode i want to play a song of i think my favorite song of uh the uh latest sir album sir is an r&b artist amazing artist he's you know breaking through i don't know how many listeners he has i don't know if he's still underrated but he's definitely uh a great artist so i want to play a song from his album that i recently listened to it's uh from artist sir i is not capitalized s and r r but the i it's lowercase so sir of his album chasing summer um it's kind of ironic i'm ending with an album from chasing summer and started talking about summer walker this is fun but yeah from his latest album uh chasing summer from sir uh, the song is called John Redcorn. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Alone, every night alone. Why am I alone? I don't know that you want me to. Am I wrong? Tell me that I'm wrong Tell me I deserve all the pain that you put me through oh. I really 
friends in my mind I don't wanna pick up We know enough will never be enough I play all the cash, she keep calling my bluff Baby, diving deeper and deeper She don't believe me when I tell her that I need her Guess I should've stayed where I belong once you make it back to your happy home Oh, I'm alone, every night alone Why am I alone? What you want me to never wrong? Tell me that I'm wrong Tell me I deserve all the pain that you put me Baby, I'd be better on 